Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Say play ESPN, get it on your smart speaker, download the podcast. Let's bring Mike Tannenbaum into the conversation you guys were just having with DiPietro and Rothenberg. Key J. Mike is giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right. Let's revisit everything from this morning. Mike, you know Key very well. You know that no one's going to change Key's mind, right? Jay and I have been beating him in the head with Mike McCarthy stuff and everything. We've had Rex Ryan in here talking about Mike McCarthy. Maybe they're not going to want Kellen Moore to walk out the door the whole thing. Nothing Dan can change Olofsky his mind. As well. that he, no, they are not easy. getting rid of Mike McCarthy. No, until he heard from the one voice who he, who he finds most persuasive. His own voice. <laughs> Listen to Keyshawn Johnson from December. This is December 1st, 2021. Uh, listen to Key on Sean Payton to the Cowboys. Maybe listen to this. If the Cowboys all of a sudden start to dissolve at a rapid rate, which means they're winning the division and they're gone in the first round, now Jerry is forced to be like, yo, the hell is going on? Now all of a sudden you got Sean Payton looking at Zeke and Pollard and C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper, and, and Gallup, and Cedric Wilson, and Michael Parsons, and Diggs. And you start looking at that stuff, you go going to yourself, hmm. You know, I've, I've been in that area coaching before. You know, I've flirted with the possibility of the Cowboys before. Maybe this is the right time. Oh, Mike, he found that persuasive. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. He found that very persuasive, and he started thinking, you know what, maybe – because then Jerry Jones just said this about coaching changes on Friday. If I thought changing out men at any level would improve us, I would change it out. Uh, I've looked, looked around. I see a lot of names, a lot of great names, a lot of great names from colleges, a lot of great names. I see them coming through. I've seen a lot of great names at uh, various duties in the NFL come and go over the last 30 years. Okay? I haven't seen but a couple of them that I thought might have a straight shot into what's up above. That's Belichick up there in uh, New England. His record has been unbelievable. But uh, aside from that, I'll be very candid with you. I see human beings, human is human uh, work ethic, human excelling, and coming up with a way to go. Uh, bottom line is, yes, I'm very, very frustrated and upset that we've, uh, co- you can call it COVID, you can call it anything, but we have used up some very talented players over the last few years. And then Gail Benson, the Saints owner, said on Monday about Sean Payton's future, we don't know. You know, who knows? We'll find out soon enough, I guess. I don't think any of us know, but he'll let us know soon enough. And now Key may have changed his own mind. Where are you on all this, Mike Tenenbaum? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think that uh, Jerry's going to make a change because I think if he would have, they would have done something by now. So I think the hay for the Cowboys, at least heading into the season, I think the hay's in the proverbial barn. I think the Saints situation is really interesting when you have the owner coming out sort of like palms up, like, hey, what's going on here? Like, mm. So the fact that Sean hasn't said anything, like that's saying a lot. You know, Sometimes that expression communication isn't what's said but is what's heard. I think we're hearing from Sean Payne he's not coming back. And um, – well, we don't know that. It's sort of ominous. So I think 
Jerry's frustrated. He believes they had a great team, which I think we all do. And I think if they come back from Oxnard, where they go for training camp, and they lead the league in preseason penalties, he may not be flying back with the team. Like, oh, his, my, my, let me his ask margin you. for error is razor thin. Whoa. Let me ask you this. Who would you rather have as a GM to coach this team, Sean Payton or Mike McCarthy right now? As a head coach? Yeah. As a head coach, yeah. Well, I was talking about yeah. I was saying him as a GM. Oh, oh I got gotcha. you. You were the GM of the Dallas Cowboys. Who yeah, would you rather I, have I, with I, this talent right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Sean Payton fan just because he's done it for a long time. But – I. I don't think it's just that easy because of the staff and who you would get. And I think, you know, Jerry's trying to – you know what's interesting is, like, he's trying to be somewhat patient like he was with Jason Garrett. Yeah, I, you know, Mike, I agree that next year is most likely. This year, as I said earlier on the show, it's a little late based on everything. It's staff. It's coaching not – like Jeff said, coaching not want to – do other coaches in backstabbing the reason that he only getting fired is because Sean's available. That just doesn't, the optics of it doesn't work. And so if you tell me that Sean Payton, if you took a Vegas bet and you said the odds are this in Vegas, that Sean Payton could be the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. I think those odds are very high Mm -hmm. and great. I don't know that it'll happen this year because of it's just, and you know, as a general manager, Mike, it's hard to even put a staff together. It's funny because that's right. what the staff issue is what Key was just talking to us about, and even during the commercial break, about an impediment to this. And, guys, there's one other interesting part to this. Let's say Sean Payton goes off the sunset. What happens if he's Bill Cowher? Maybe he goes out to TV. you know, Never come back. And never comes back. Mm-hmm. So if I'm the owner of the Cowboys, I have to evaluate Mike McCarthy for what he is, good and bad. But you can never, in my opinion, make any decision saying, like, it's Sean Payton. What happens if Sean Payton, you know, moves to L.A. or whatever he may do? Like, you can never just count on one person. You know what it's like to live in L.A. Well, I to come back. <laughs> <laughs> or what if Sean Payton just moves to Dallas and decides to stay there for a while? He's already has a house there. Yeah, yeah. He, he has a residence there, and, and maybe that's the case. Whatever it is, I, I just look at it as a coach. And the reason I said that, Mike, is because clearly I've been around Bill and been around Sean. And telltale signs, and I hadn't talked to Sean about this, and I hadn't talked to my nephew about what he thinks about it at all. But telltale signs, as I started watching this season, and I'm just looking, and I'm like, damn, Sean looked like he's getting about 1,000 years old. Look at the stress. Look at, you know how it is for coaches. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, yeah, this quarterback thing ain't right. You can't win in the National Football League without a quarterback. Hey, hey, hey can you take that a step further? I was talking to Bill Polian recently, you know, longtime general manager, and he was talking about, Bill Walsh once told him, hey, you could be in one place too long. And he was talking about Bill's run yeah. at the Colts, and that didn't end great. And I know that Sean, at some point, has to say to himself, like, it's going to end here. Cap situation, quarterback situation. I'd rather go one year too soon than too late. Go off and go to, you know, XYZ, you know, broadcast company, and then reevaluate and see what the chessboard looks like in a year. And by the way, the way colleges are paying now, hmm. you could go be the czar of, uh, you know, UCLA, you know. And Somewhere. You, right, right. So to me, like, if I'm Sean Payne, I go one year too soon and too late and then see where the world is in eight it's to ten months. You just brought that up, too, because that's another thing that we touched on earlier. And, and Key, I, I remember you and I were talking about this off mic or on mic in the last couple of days, but the idea 
that after a certain amount of time, you can just kind of like glaze over. Like it's, it's, and that's why they say there's a shelf life for coaches. Most head coaches, 10 or 15 years, that's about it. Yeah, that Mike Tomlin thing and that Bill Belichick thing, that doesn't, that's not everybody. That's just, it's not every organization and it's not every head coach. When you're looking at a lot of the head coaches, that's why Pete Carroll, it seems like Pete Carroll's been at Seattle a long time. He really hasn't. He's gone to two Super Bowls. He's gone to multiple playoffs. He's only been there, I think, ten years. That's not a. That, it seems longer than that. But ten really, is about right for yes, a lot of. Yes, and yeah. now mm-hmm. look what's happening to Pete. Is he in? Is he out? Yep. If he doesn't get it turned around next year, he'll be looking for a new job or going to the beach somewhere surfing. And from a GM perspective, if I was a GM of the Steelers or the Saints, I'd sit down with Sean Payne, Mike Tomlin, and say, "Hey, let's tear it up." You get a new five-year deal because we want you to go find the new quarterback. We want you to be patient. We want to get it right. And it may take us a couple times. Russell Wilson was like Pete Carroll's like third choice to play. It, it takes a minute. And, you know, Alex Smith was Andy Reid's first quarterback. Obviously, then they trade up for Mahomes. They traded up for Josh Allen Buffalo to their credit. So I would sort of like reset the whole franchise and say to Coach Tomlin, take your time. It's more important that we get it right than we rush. And think mm-hmm. about what Andy Reid did, though. People don't talk about this enough. They'll start talking about it after I mention it today, though. Andy Reid knew Alex Smith couldn't get him to the promised land. That's exactly right. He knew. Because Alex Smith, if you rewind and you go back, playoff quarterback. Nice quarterback. Nice quarterback. If if he would have stayed in Kansas City, maybe there's not a leg injury that he got in Washington. He would still be a quarterback in the National Football League healthy today. But Andy Reid saw it, Mike, and said, I like him. I don't love him. I don't love him. But he ain't getting me where I need to go. So, Keith, do you think the 49ers are doing that with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? It depends on where he gets them to go. If Jimmy Garoppolo takes them to the Super Bowl again and they win it, Trey Lance will be sitting one more year. He'll sit one more year because of the $24 million, which in this day and age, a quarterback has no money now, right? It's like right. league minimum for a quarterback. Right. And so at $24 million, Mike, Winning a Super Bowl with a quarterback on the bench that's not ready at all, you run it back with Jimmy. How many Jason? first did they use to trade up to get three? Well, they so used like that one, one and two more. So yeah. that so that's the answer right there. Twenty two. You don't use three first round picks on a quarterback if you believe in your guy, right? Like who does? Yeah, yeah. But, but they, I use, think they use twenty. <clears throat> they use last year's and two more. Yeah, twenty one yeah. swap, twenty two and twenty three. So if you got twenty four million dollars, which I said before, it's like. League minimum for a quarterback. And he takes you to the Super Bowl, it's hard to – it's going to be hard to say, yeah, Trey Lance is ready when he's not ready. But I wonder if there's some conversations, guys, in the 49ers front office saying, like, you know what, like, our – and I used to say this all the time. Our plan is firmly etched in pencil, and we have to react to what we see. <laughs> and with the other side we used to have is, in God we trust, for everybody else we need data. And does Jimmy Garoppolo change your mind? If he wins this game, like – do they have to say, hey, let's move on from Trey Lance? He got us to the Super Bowl. What did you, you tell me yesterday, I, I think, too? I, I think we need to make a, a little bit deeper of a dive, though. Like, does he make the plays to win the game, or is he just being safe enough for us to win the game when our defense and our running game dominate the game? Like, that's what I think about the 49ers. I don't see Jimmy G winning games. But if you he's know? part of – I agree, Jay, but if he's matter. part of the formula and you're winning that way, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Broke. 
And Mike had another gem yesterday. Win or win? You're with, you're with him, win or win? So five minutes into the show, this guy's trading three first-round picks to move on from Garoppolo. By the end of the show, he's giving him an extension. I'm like, Max. <laughs> I'm like, Max. That's good, Max. <laughs> so I'm like, Max, win or win? You're with Jimmy G every step of the way. Win or win? <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving him an extension. I'm letting him play out on the $24 million and then I'll exactly. make my decision. You're right. Oh, 24 is a deal. But, but Jimmy G's agent's like, hold on, Mr. Johnson, I just took your team yeah. to the Super Bowl yeah, two or three years, good, and you're right? going to make me play at the minimum no. for the Right, right, right now, right now, our decision is we're still in the evaluation process. Well, he's going to hold out. He's going to hold out. Okay. Tell you what. If he holds out, it'd be the worst mistake he ever made in his NFL career. Goodbye. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I got you to the Super Bowl two of the last three years. Good luck with this rookie. You have no idea. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll take my he chances. We're not, we're not looking to get, extend him. Maximum dollar. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get back to the future of the reigning MVP. The Packers have been very clear that they are all in unison. They all want Aaron Rodgers back. Green Bay needs to cut ties. Ooh, wow. they, need to, okay. they, need to, they need to stop being held hostage and start the next measure of their franchise and the direction in which they want to go. Let's not let Aaron Rodgers' offseason in 2022 mask the fact that he came up massively short in a spot where he was supposed to deliver. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur said yesterday that the Packers are all on the same page, Mike, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. LaFleur said he spoke with Rodgers on Monday, but will keep those conversations private, probably on orders from Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) So LaFleur wants Rodgers back. Guttenkunst wants Rodgers back. But Marcus Spears, swagoo, says not so fast. Green Bay needs to cut ties. Ooh, wow. they, need to, okay. they, need to, they need to stop being held hostage and there. start the next measure mm. of their franchise in the direction in which they want to go. I have not seen so much fuss to get so much nothing for a number of years. It's been a lot of fuss and a lot of nothing in Green Bay. What's the difference between Green Bay and the Baltimore Ravens? The Ravens win a lot of regular season games. They go to the playoffs. They're a team that's constantly fighting to try to get a Super Bowl bid, and they don't have the guy that we consider one of the top five to ever play the quarterback position. Cut ties, move forward, man. That's all I'm saying. So, Mike, here's the question. Given the fact that they just got bumped in the first, well, in their first playoff game, after last year you figure Aaron Rodgers, chip on his shoulder, he's going to get it done. Has Aaron Rodgers' stock dropped? And, and this is why I ask. Like, for example, here's a trade proposal, Okay. Let's say San Francisco. Well, who says no to this? Who says no to this? Uh, they're out of first rounder. Say a second rounder. <laughs> Trey Lance, because they used those three firsts to go get Trey Lance, and Jimmy G. For In other words, like the best draft capital we have left, one pick. Jimmy G, Trey Lance for Aaron Rodgers. Who says no to that? Green Bay. Green Bay says no to that. Yeah, they're going to try to keep Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if, if I were Green Bay, I don't know if I'd say no to that. I don't well, remember, think Marcus would say no to that. Well, remember Aaron Rodgers, remember Aaron Rodgers, the deal that they have. Right. If he wants to leave, then they got to yeah. find a trade partner. But I would, I would trade him to the AFC if I had to trade him. But I would do everything I could to keep him. And what I would say to Marcus Spears is, I've driven to the stadium to play Tom Brady with Brooks Bollinger. And Brooks Bollinger is a wonderful human <laughs> being, by the way. Clean that up. But, but he, he said he drove to the stadium. <laughs> no, it's not a good feeling. It is not a good feeling. So if I'm, if, what I would say to Swagoo is, okay, he's a pain in the neck. I get all that. He hasn't played great. But you want to drive to the stadium with Jordan Love? When we traded for Brett Favre, I heard in the voices of the Green Bay Packer front office, 
get rid of this guy. We have something yeah. special with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They know they don't have that in Jordan Love. So if I'm Green Bay, I gotta do everything I can to keep him because we're not prepared for that baton to be passed. So if Devontae Adams says he wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league, Aaron Rodgers wants to like, how do you how do you make this team a Super Bowl contender again? So first of all, I tell Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna sign the franchise letter to Devontae Adams so you know he's going nowhere. We'll tag him. He'll be here. And then Hey, there'll be other guys that have to go. Maybe it's Preston Smith, but we'll figure out a way to make the money work. Y- you have to for and, and now. That's but Devontae wouldn't be happy with that. Like Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be his guy. Hold on, now I'm getting franchised behind you. Well, that's cool. just to to get. It, that's just to get. You have to have a template down to get to the next step. Uh-huh. You yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. You exactly. Can't mess around and miss franchise tag day. And yeah, dude yeah, walks yeah. out the door. Yeah. Exactly. It sends the right message to Aaron Rodgers. Like, like. There's no way Aaron Rodgers is coming back if Devontae Adams isn't there. So it's sending the right ma- message to Aaron, and it gives you some time. The reason I said the Niners, though, Mike, is because I wanted to pick a team that maybe Aaron Rodgers would want to play for, maybe, because he's from there and they're good. And I wanted to pick a team with a quarterback who they could get in a trade who you can't say it's Jordan Love. Like, this guy is a proven winner in the NFL. That's Jimmy G. And in, on that team, they also have Trey Lance, who has upside. So, like, you have now and later – and here's some draft capital or something. In other words, you can move on from the circus and what the about fact Jordan that Jordan Love, he's there. I too don't think now. They, I agree with Mike. I don't think they love. No, him. no, I know, but I'm saying he's there. So would you don't just whack him? Yeah. Or maybe you flip him for what you can get. But my point is, Mike, it, it feels to me like there are some people who are credible now. Going, look, are you really advancing in the playoffs with this guy? Right, right. So when we say the word circus, like I'll take Aaron Rodgers and the noise yes. versus the tranquility of Jordan Love. Or Jimmy G. Because I know with Aaron Rodgers, as bad as it was Saturday night, I have a chance to win. And if I was running a team in the AFC, guys, and I'm watching Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, I'm thinking to myself, like, mm. Lamar Jackson, you have a chance. Justin Herbert, you have a chance. Burrow. Burrow. And that's about it. And I'm scared to death. How am I going to go compete with those teams? At least with Aaron Rodgers, it may be noisy. It may not be perfect, but I have a chance. The one team, the one team that I do, quietly and sneaky, is I'd figure out how to get on the plane, go find Aaron Rodgers quietly, sit in the tourmat somewhere in little one of those things where your plane's at, Max. The hangar. The hangar. Jay knows because his yes. is there. Um, I do. Get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers on my plane and tell Aaron Rodgers, say, look, man, we got a running back that's rushed for about 4,000 yards, maybe 6,000 yards in the last three years. We was the number one seed in the AFC. We got two stud receivers that are going to be healthy. And I know how to coach defense. Won't you come join me in the Tennessee Titans? That's what I would do if I was Vrabel. That's that, may, that makes sense. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Because one, conferences, I mean, division, I'm going to get the number, I'm going to win the division automatically because the division is harsh, you know what. And I got a dude now that can duel with all them quarterbacks you just named. You got to go against them. Uh, so let me ask you this. So what about... Does it ever come in the same division? What about Deshaun Watson for Aaron Rodgers straight up? I don't. I think Deshaun in has Houston? too many outstanding issues. Yeah, he's to, not going to Houston, though. Why? Aaron Rodgers is not going. He doesn't want to rebuild. But I don't think once you have Aaron Rodgers, you're not rebuilding. Absolutely in Houston with, like, Josh McCown as your coach. Well, if Josh McCown, I agree with that. You have a much better chance of winning in Tennessee. Why are you laughing, Jay? Nothing, just because we No, think about it, though, Mike. I, I'm with you. It's big Tennessee sense. is the perfect and only spot for him moving forward if he does not stay in Green Bay. I don't know if it's the only one. It might be the best one, though. What, what about, oh, oh, better yeah. yet, the best yeah. one. Let yeah. me change that. 
the best one for him. Right. It makes a lot of sense. So what does Nashville, what does Tennessee have to give up to get? Like, what's Green Bay? What, what, what do you want? You want my 22, 23, 24, 25? Take it. Yep. I, makes a lot of sense. Take it because I'm a right coach. Ch- I'm a coach and I'm trying to win in the next three years or else I'm going to get fired. Yeah. My running back only has so much tread left on the tires. Mm-hmm. My receiver in Julio Jones only has so much tread left on the tires. And yep. you don't want to use Dale Kimberly as the cowbell And I'm not in salary anymore. cap hell. Yep. And you got a guy who – one thing I agree. I, if I were Green Bay, I would move on. I know what you mean, Mike. Either you have a guy like that or you don't. I, but you're right. If you're in the AFC especially with all those killers, Aaron Rodgers on the right team is the difference. Yeah, but here's another one for you, Mike. If I'm Sean Payton and I'm off in the Caribbean, I'm going to tell Mickey Loomis to reach out to David Dunn and asked him if Sean Payton would be, if, if Aaron Rodgers would be interested to come into New Orleans. We'll have to figure out the money because we don't have we don't have the salary cap, but we'll figure that out. And I'm willing to give you 22, 23, 24 too. I Yo. said that earlier throughout the course of the year, and everybody poo pooed it because, like, they have Jameis Winston. They wouldn't do that. Well, and hurt. and okay. remember, I'm just remember. Saying. The Saints were in the mix for Tom Brady until Drew Brees said he was coming back. Like, Jeff yeah. Darlington has reported. That the Saints were in the mix and and probably going to get Tom Brady if Drew Brees didn't decide to come back in 2020. So we know that Sean Payton has been searching for a future Hall of Fame quarterback to replace Drew Brees. And if Brady retires, by the way, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to worry about losing to Brady. Well, then Aaron Rodgers goes to Tampa. But but to Key's point, like yeah. I don't think I it's uh, Tennessee though. But don't you think Sean Payton maybe he's putting out feelers to say like, wow, you know, like yeah. if I'm going to come back, like I need like if I'm coming back, I want to have a chance to win. I think I think I'm going to Tennessee though. Doesn't market matter to him though, Key? I don't. He's in Green Bay. Yeah, that's what well, he wants no. to get out of Green Bay. No, but I don't. It? I don't know. It's not. I don't think. I don't think it was had to. It had anything to do with the market. It has something to do with the relationship with the front office. As much so, as so I've Key. downed Aaron Rodgers today, if he were on Tennessee, oh, it'd be hard to pick. So, I, so, so Key, here's what I'm doing. I'm taking that same plane and I'm diverting it to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm putting Mike Tomlin on that same plane and saying. We're going to pass the torch. There was Terry Bradshaw. There was Ben Roethlisberger. And our defense key is just as good as what Tampa's was when Tom Brady got down there. Mm, and we can yeah, win a championship. I don't know. Those offensive weapons in Tennessee, man, that, that, that's the hard one to you got, turn You got Najee Harris. Not as good as Derrick Henry, but pretty good. Chase Claypool. Not you're you're telling me about a lot of guys as, that are not, not as good as, as the guys that are yeah, on, I was about on to the say, Titans. Mike, you're GM. You know, not I, as good as those Whose defense is better? I would say even. That front four, front seven. For Tennessee, they got to fix the back end. I would still the give front a, seven is the front seven is pretty, pretty solid. Good. I would still get the Landry edge and them dudes the to play, man. I'm gonna slide edge the Steelers, but I think the offense could be exponentially no, I great. Think, so, I think the Steelers. I think you caught up in the hype of the Steelers because of the name and the history of the defense. Give when Tomlin, you look at Tennessee, Rogers though. I, I, you know, who's, I'm gonna up you. You're gonna have Vrabel on your plane. I'm gonna have Mike Tomlin and T.J. Watt in mine. Okay, and I'm having Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. And AJ Brown. Brown on mine. And I'm going to have Najee Harris. I thought Julio Jones was uh, kind of like Wash. I thought he was a little I, bit older. Key's playing yeah, is more yeah, impressive, but you got Mike power. Tomlin. And that would be, it's just, Bring Tomlin to me gives him a fighting chance. And, I love and, and I got, and I've I got, been the number one seed in the playoffs this last year. I've gone to the AFC Championship game two years. We need you. Mike will be with us throughout the morning, but coming up. What does a Hall of Famer think of all this? That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Packers have been very clear that they are all in unison. They all want Aaron Rodgers back. Green Bay needs to cut ties. Ooh, wow. They need, okay. they, need to, they need to stop being held hostage and start the next measure of their franchise in the direction in which they want to go. Let's not let Aaron Rodgers' offseason in 2022 mask the fact that he came up massively short in a spot where he was supposed to deliver. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Tim Brown is an on-location athlete ambassador and will be on hand at various pregame parties on Super Bowl Sunday, accessible exclusively to guests of on-location. We'll get to that in a second. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. Good. What's good, man? Tim, we've been talking about oh, man. We've been talking about Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's future, as you can imagine, all morning. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> uh, you know, really disappointed in Aaron Rodgers, man. I think that. Um, you know, it was an incredible opportunity. You had the weather, had a team from California, you know, out there in, in the cold and the snow or whatever they had out there. <laughs> it was pretty pretty horrible weather. And um, and they just couldn't get any offense going, man, which was a little surprising. But uh, at the same time, I think this 49er team is, uh, is really on a mission, man. So, uh, and Brady, you know, look, I mean, you just ran into a very hot team, man. I mean, for the Rams to come out and get that lead the way they did, uh, it was incredible to see to see the Bucks come back, man. But um, you know, it, it wasn't in uh, the ball wasn't in in Tom's hand this time, and the other quarterback had the ball. You know, Stafford, and they got it done. Tim, if you were Devontae Adams, would you try and follow Aaron Rodgers, whatever it would take? Because I'm sure they're going to franchise tag him. But would you like try to I don't know, fight your way out of there if he didn't return? Man, look, um, you know, keep playing, playing that position for so many years, man. You know, I played with 20 different quarterbacks, you know, and, you know, I had, uh, you know, Steve Berlin early on. I had Jeff Hotstedler, had Jeff George for a minute. And at the end, I had Rich Gannon uh, in between, brother. It was it was rough sledding. And, uh, you know, that being said, you know, after playing with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, uh, I don't know how Devontae is going to be able to adjust to somebody else, uh, you know, especially quickly. And, 
You know, I mean, you know, he's, I don't think he's 30 years old yet, but at the same time, you know, these years can go by pretty quickly, man. So if there's an opportunity to go someplace else, you know, uh, you know, you can be the team player all you want, but uh, at the same time, you know, you may see your numbers drop and that may be a very difficult thing for him to adjust to uh, at this stage in his career, you know? Yeah, you got me beat on the 20 quarterbacks, but in terms of pedigree, I think, in terms of, hey, look, in terms of pedigree, I, I think I got you beat. I, I had one I had one guy in Vinny and another guy in Brad. Outside of that, I got, and Vinny was 132 years old. Yeah, Vinny was dinosaur then. Hey, Tim, you were there no from doubt. the beginning and we got a new 30 for 30 about the tuck rule game. How different do you think things would be for Tom Brady if that had not happened? Look, man, you know, I, I've, I've been asked this question, obviously, you know, a million times over the years. And the, the fact of the matter is, I mean, we don't hear about Tom Brady for, for a minute because he would have been the quarterback who lost to a California team in the driving snow. You know what I mean? And there's no way he starts the season, you know, as the starting quarterback the next year. No, no, no doubt about that. So that means he has to sit and wait his turn. And uh, who knows what would have happened, man? And for the first time in over 20 years, I heard him, you know, mention that, um, basically saying, you know, hey, if not for the Raiders and this and, and this and that, the way that game went, I wouldn't be here, you know. And so I think he even understands that, you know, fate, fate is an amazing thing. And the thing you have to give the guy credit for is he has uh, obviously taken advantage of that situation and turned it into one of the greatest, uh, if not the greatest, uh, NFL career of all time. Will you watch the 30 for 30? Uh, man, it just really depends on the mood that, that I'm in. You know, if it's after the Super Bowl, you know, maybe, but before the Super Bowl, it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough to watch. I'll have to tape it and watch it later. Mm. Yeah. You know, if if Brady hadn't have won because of the tuck rule, he may only be sitting on like five Super Bowl championships. <laughs> Imagine that only like five, barely more than Joe Montana. How, how do you feel about Rich Passaccia as the Raiders head coach moving forward, Tim? Look, man, I, I, I've been pretty vocal about this thing, you know, um, for for that team to end up in the playoffs this year after everything that they've gone through means to me that these guys really, really are playing for him, man. And, uh, I mean, they could have, you know, uh, they had a little winning streak and they had a four or five game losing streak, I believe it was. And at that point, you know, you could have, you could have, you know, cashed it in, man. But um, they fought back to win four games in a row, a couple of games on the road. Um, you know, to, to get to the playoffs, that that should mean something, you know. And, and I think in this league, you know, you, you earn what you get, right? And um, and I really think that um, uh, Rich has earned the right, man, to get um, to get a, at least another year. You know, I know they're bringing in a new GM, and that doesn't bode well for him. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping Mark Davis – and I, I don't have any conversations with Mark Davis about this. So, uh, but I'm hoping Mark will, will just say, look, okay, new GM – Let's get this guy one more year. Let's give him one year. Let's see if he's a real deal. If not, you know, we'll move in another direction. And I, I don't know if that's possible, but if it is, I, I think Rich should get that opportunity. Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Tim Brown, Notre Dame fighting Irish alum. Not one of my favorite schools. Tim knows that. <laughs> uh, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tim, what should, what should the Raiders do at the quarterback spot? Should they just – continue to roll it out with Derek Carr or look to upgrade? Yeah, you know, the problem is, you know, I mean, where is the upgrade, you know? And, and, and you know, I mean, when you look at Derek Carr, obviously he got up to an incredible start and then everything happened with Gruden and 
And, you know, maybe didn't play as well as he did the first five or six games of the year. But, you know, I thought the guy played decent football. Um, now, look, I love Marcus Mariota. I, I think Marcus is uh, brings a, a different um, vibe to the game or whatever. But Sounds like we may have just lost Tim Brown, Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver, as Key just told you here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He was uh, – an on, he is an on-location athlete ambassador. He's going to be on hand at various pregame parties on Super Bowl Sunday, accessible exclusively to guests of on-location. And that was Tim Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy G, by the way, is not the only quarterback left in the playoffs that is fighting for his survival. We're going to explain that next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. McPherson ready from 52 yards away. Talking to Brandon as he was going out to kick, gives a little warm-up swing, and he said, ah, oh, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship. For the win, the snap, the put-down, the swing of the right leg. Yeah, baby. It's on its way. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to the AFC Championship game. Keyshawn, J. Will, hey. Max, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So the Bengals won on Saturday against the Titans, despite Joe Burrow, Joe Thorough, being sacked nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. They're going to get him killed, K-I-L-T. Nine times. <laughs> Here's Burrow. He reminded me of Eli Manning against the Niners with the turf coming out of his helmet and everything. Just kept getting up. Here's Burrow on the sacks not affecting him. No. No, some stuff like that's going to happen. Uh, we've been really good the last five weeks on protecting the ball, and you know, sometimes stuff like that's going to happen. I thought defense did a great job responding, and that was really the key to the game. Yeah, he Nine times. He ain't throwing his old line <laughs> under the bus, that's for sure, right? Well, they threw him under the bus. <laughs> like literally under a bus of players. Mike, what about the Bengals' old line moving forward? Yeah, I think it starts with the head coach. And I like Zach Taylor, but as our head coach guys, we want a strategist, not a play caller. He was a play caller. He has to watch the game and say, like, we can't protect these guys. I don't care if you have the U.S. men's Olympic track team on the outside. If you're going to get hit nine times, it doesn't matter. And they should have adjusted all the th- things you could do. Go 22 personnel. Go with the 
slide protection, chip with the running back, whatever it takes. But Joe Burrow's not going to make it to next week, let alone for the next five years. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. Football, key, you know better than anybody, is a contact physical sport. And you're only put on this planet, guys, with a certain number of hits to your body. And if they don't do a better job of protecting him, it's going to catch up. See, I'll still say, I think he was sacked like five, five, six times maybe. He held on to the ball a ton in the game, though. There were times like he could have got the ball earlier and he held on to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put mean, it, I understand that there's O-line frustrations because I, I sit there and I yelled at the TV camera about the O-line too, but it was like, you know, what do you call it, pat the baby key? He's saying, pat, oh, pat, yeah, pat, he put pat, it to pat. sleep. Like he yeah, did I, it when I, you go back you know, and watch like, the game, guys. It's interesting because you see Mahomes in, in that incredible game we just saw and the level of patience he has and calm under pressure when the dudes are on his back and he's just patient well, enough. Yeah. It must be very difficult to get that quarterback awareness to the point where you have that kind of feel where when's it too long? When's it a half well, you, microsecond you, you, too because long? Because you just know, is what is it, Mike, 3.5 seconds it should be gone by 3.5? <laughs> Or is that long? Yeah, I mean, that's on the high end. I mean, the quick game is under two seconds. Yeah, so you got to get rid of the ball. And you have a clock in your head that the ball needs to come out fast. What you're saying, Jay, is some of those sacks is not on the offensive line. It's on him holding the ball. The reason he's holding the ball is because nobody's getting uncovered. They're okay. all being covered. So when you see quarterbacks <clears throat> hold on to the ball, it's nobody's getting open. So they're sitting there. But they need to know in their head, the clock, that somebody is coming around at edge full speed. You got you just throw the ball in the stands. And but key, like to me, like as the play caller though, like you know, run screens, draws, throw the ball outside yeah. the numbers, yes. attack off coverage. There's a lot of things you can do. But I'm just saying, like if I'm the CEO of that franchise, which for all intents and purposes, that's what Zach Taylor is. You can't sit there and say like, hey, we're just going to call these plays we have on the sheet. No. We're yeah. going to get the ball of his hands. Mm-hmm. We're, we got great catch and run guys. We got Joe Mixon. We're going to just play point guard and get, and go because, look, Kansas City has a good line, but I'm just saying for the next two to three years, if I'm the Bengals, if I have Joe Burrow, I have a chance. If I, if he's not there, they have no hope. Well, you you got to get a left. If Chris Jones get a hold of him, though, mm-hmm. it's going to yeah, hurt. You got, they're going to they're gonna have to do what – I mean, listen, they went out and got him as receiver instead of Penny Sewell. Key and a lot of others. Even when they first made the pick, I'm like, what? You need a left tackle first, right? And they didn't, but it worked out. But you got to figure in this draft, right, the way the way they got Herbert Rashawn Slater on the left side, and he worked out great. They're going to have to find his blindside protection. Isn't that priority number one in this draft? Yeah, I'd send everybody else home. I, dra- I would draft seriously, like, at least three or four offensive linemen. It, it's irresponsible not to. Like, the health of Joe Burrow is so consequential to that franchise – Nothing else matters. You, you get, you know, you, you miss on a corner or a safety, you can live to fight another day. Joe Burrow gets hurt, it's over. Mm. So, so basically, all your first two, three, four picks, just go get off offensive linemen and worry about the rest later. So, it's funny because when you just brought up Key earlier about Burrow, yeah, and like you have to have that internal clock and everything. But, it, but in the modern NFL, you got to know you can't turn the ball over. Don't throw picks. So I think it's almost like with point guards, Jay, early on, you live with the turnovers because it means they're trying to make things happen, mm-hmm. right? Nowadays, if a, if a quarterback is not turning the ball over, but he is holding it a little long, waiting for guys to get open, I can live with that. But it's a recipe for disaster in terms of his health if you don't protect them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, again, like, they have a chance to win this week, guys, right? Didn't they just beat Kansas City a couple of weeks ago at home? Yeah. I mean, they have a <laughs> 
right? <laughs> yeah, so, I'm saying like, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I think they have a, they have, they have a puncher's chance, man. Puncher's chance. It's it's tough. It's tough. About, I hear what you're saying, Key, but we often talk about the team twice. I hear you. just being there, getting there. Like that that's a major part of the battle. Like having a guy like Joe Burrow who it's not just about being there. That dude believes he belongs there. He yeah, does no, that's the scary no question, part. No question about it, but Mike knows this. It is tough to beat a team twice, especially when you've beaten them, because you're not gonna make the adjustments. The team that lost is making all the adjustments. The well, team that won, they think they can just go out there and do the same thing. Well, it's just I, natural I, that they think they can go out there and throw the ball all over the lot where you look at Kansas City. The, see, the mistakes that they made, they gonna correct. But see, those. I disagree. I mean, we I know, I know football is different than basketball. We beat Maryland three times going into our tent, and each time our scheme was different because we recognize how they would try to adapt. Yeah, so it, you can't just say than football. Yeah, but you can't just say oh the Bengals well, I, just kind I, of the same I think you scheme. could say Jay. No, I think- it's the, I'm telling you factually, it's difficult to beat a team twice. Teams that typically win don't. There's not much adjustments that you need to make. We'd have to look at the numbers to see what 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 that actually is. But I think what Key is describing, not to put words in your mouth, but well, what Key is describing is <laughs> when teams lose in that second game. Here is a good reason why. That's not the same thing as saying because you've beaten that team already, you can't beat them again. Yeah. But if you lose, here's a reason why. Right. And and that yeah. reason can influence the outcome of the game, which is. They're making the adjustments. You're not because you won. Yeah, you won. You're not going to make the adjustments. And, like the way the Pats made the adjustments in the third game they played the Bills. I mean, like, that's all I'm saying. Like, it just depends yeah. upon matchups and how you well, play. Well, the Pats shouldn't have won the first. <laughs> they shouldn't have won the first game. The weather, the, uh, the weather dictated. Now we say that, but before we oh, look how good the Pats are. No way. The Super Bowl. It was the weather. So There's key, no way. So, <laughs> key, key, are you saying that the 49ers have no chance then against the Rams? They own the Rams. They won six straight times against the Rams. They own the Rams, but I think this time around will be different because Matthew Stafford <laughs> gave the win to San Francisco. I don't think he'll do it this time around. It's hard to beat a team seven times, Mike. But you got to think four of those times was with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know. the, by the way, I'm picking the Rams to win, but, uh, you know, it's. Three, three times in one season is hard to do. Three times in one season is hard to do. He, just look at what happened last year with the Bucks and uh, the Saints. Yeah. Yep. The thing about Burrow that's interesting to me, because I believe this nonsense I'm about to tell you, okay? Oh, gosh. When Tom Brady's on, on, on the team, not only does his team know it, the other team knows it too. They play tight. They, they start making mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think Patrick Mahomes, same thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, damn, they got Mahomes. But the thing about Joe Burrow, not only do I think his team knows he's that dude, I think the other team knows it too. I think one of the things that gives him a chance to win, Mike, is things will tend to break their way because of that. What do you say? We got 30 seconds. I don't know if he's quite there yet. He, he's on his way. I mean, got to give him a lot of credit. When a road playoff game against a one seed like that. Um, but he is going to a heavyweight fight, and I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. And Justin Herbert is better oh, stop. than Aaron Rodgers. You heard it here. I'd rather have him. I'm checking out. So that is the great Mike Tannenbaum, ladies what? and gentlemen, who is uh, going to stay with us. Speaking of Tom Brady, what's the Bucks' future if Brady retires? That's next. KJM on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. On your smart speaker, say, play ESPN. And on Sirius XM Channel 8. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.